Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back. Late night, Monday night edition of the Chase Thomas podcast here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Cold, bittery Knoxville, Tennessee, which is nothing, nothing like Los Angeles, California, where Evan Swords is. Oh, we're going up. Am I correct, Evan? Oh, absolutely incorrect. It is 54 degrees here. It's freezing. Um, I might actually have to use my heater. Do you have a heater? Uh, I have a oh, I have a heater in my bedroom and mm-hmm. in my living room. Uh, like, and I I don't think I've ever turned them on. <laughs> uh, last time I was actually in LA, which was I think after I graduated undergrad, visited some family there, and I think it was really it was weirdly cold that week, where every night was like really chilly, and it was actually like surprisingly chilly weather the whole time I was there. I was like, great um the what a great time to go to la um but yeah no that's 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 horrible for you yeah it's actually going to be like all 50s next week so it is it's as far as la gets it is cold Mm. did you did you see the new spider-man of course okay did you like it it was the greatest marvel movie i've ever seen okay have you seen it no don't care probably gonna pass yeah, I should choke you out for saying that. <laughs> Can I tell you, I was scrolling. Um, I, I like there's so many friends in our timeline and our mutual friends all across the board that that love this and it's great and it makes people happy and it's good and like I grew up really into Spider Man and all that kind of stuff. But it's not even just like a Marvel. I'm not doing a full Martin Martin Scorsese here uh, thing here, but. All I'm saying is like the 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 veracity and the the intensity with oh my god it was this and that and I'm just like okay this is enough like I'll see I, like that ruined it for me I shouldn't have looked at Twitter and people's reactions where I'm like okay we're talking about, there's nothing we're talking about Spider-Man right there's there's nothing that could ruin it you will watch the movie mm-hmm. and even you and all of your grinchness <laughs> will just be like oh my god it was perfect like I can't stress it enough. Mm-hmm. It did things that I never thought would be possible. It did things that I didn't even wasn't even asking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it landed it in a way that I didn't think was po- it was absolutely probably one of the most genius filmmaking things I've ever seen. Marvel comics or not, like just film in general, what it accomplished over this period of of Tom Holland Spider Man movies, I just. I mean, like, I, I I was so, there's so many emotions, but like that one part, I just wanted to just sit there and clap for Kevin Feige for what he did and how he did it. And, 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 and I just, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. It was perfect. It was literally perfect. And okay. I know that's an absurd thing to say, but I, the, it, there is no other way to say it. The, it was perfect. And if you watched you know, the, you know, obviously all the villains from uh, the Amazing Spider-Man series with with uh, Andrew Garfield are in it, and the and the villains from uh, the you know the um, Tobey Maguire movies are in it. So, like, if you've seen those movies, you gotta see this. I'm good with Yellow Jackets at the moment. That's uh, that's picking me up. Like, I, I almost tweeted it. Is oh, see, it's the Showtime show. It's so good. It like this. Uh, uh, to do a broad, broad stroke here, it's a show where um, a bunch of girls on this soccer team in 1996, I want to say, uh, crash uh, in the wilderness in 
uh, Canada somewhere, Canada and a Minnesota line, and uh, get stranded there for a year and a half. And we gradually get to learn more about what happened and you get flash forwards where the, some of the people are there and what actually happened. Not, it's so good. I'm Evan. already bored. Uh, you watch the opening. If you watch the pilot, sir, you will be all in. It is fantastic. Front of the pod, Eric Thompson of the Day Norseman uh, and I were talking about it. It's it's great, man. I'm telling you, it's it's delightful. That's where my attention lies. But also, too much going on, and I it, I just I don't know. I I I was just out on the reactions and just the way people talk about it, like movie of the year and all this stuff. And I'm just but that's like, that's absurd because mm. if 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 a if a chef. Right. Cooks the most amazing steak you've that's ever been c- cooked, and someone eats it, and they're like, "Oh my god, this steak!" Are you gonna be like, "Oh, f- screw that steak"? That is kind like, of how my react. Like, I understand that like, that's, that's weird. An absurd <laughs> mentality. Like to even go, "Well, that's just kind of how I am." Like, no, that's not okay. <laughs> you need to have that like, like looked at by a therapist. <laughs> my reaction you're is like, I all- see those people being happy over there, and I don't like it. No, it's not a happiness thing. Let's be clear. It's not a happiness thing. It's just more of like a, it can't be that good. So that's when I'm out. It's like, just be like, oh, no, it was really good. Someone's just like, yeah, it was great. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, man. I, I might well, check I, that I, out. I can absolutely tell you that it is that good. But see, I, here's how you sell me. You're like, it was pretty good. It was, it was worth the time. And then I'm like, okay, I'll go check it out. But then there are people like, oh, my God, I cried. and Or I did yeah, this. Yeah, you, just... you absolutely will cry. No. I mean, you you probably not. You probably <laughs> not. I mean, you have no emotion. And but see, like, like my kind of shit is the guilty. Did you watch the guilty? No. What is Okay, the, the guilty is uh, Jake's latest movie um, in 2021. And by Jake, because Jake Gyllenhaal and I are in our first oh, your bu- Oh, yeah, your buddy Jake Gyllenhaal. My right. Bad. My bad. Uh, Jake's my guy. And Jake Leifer over here. Um, the guilty. You know, now, that, that was my favorite movie in 2021. You know, do you know what he was in? <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Everyone's got to get a payday. <laughs> did you see that movie? I did not. What the? F- <laughs> what is wrong with you? You are so old. Like you're so, like it is interesting though because when you see those old people that are like just like no, I just like my 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 tea and I, like I love my, my tea. Sto- I like my stories, mm-hmm. you know. And you're like, how did they get there? And you, you, you're how they get there. <laughs> You just you you are that that way at thirty years old, same way that you are at sixty. Yeah. No, I mean that's just uh that's it. Uh I'm ready. I'm I'm an old man and I am I'm here for it. Um Evan. I have no shame. No shame. Um speaking of no shame, the Atlanta Falcons and their performance uh, against your San Francisco 49ers in Sunday. So um I watched it in weird circumstances at uh, urgent care um getting checked out and stuff and uh you're tweeting away and i like the the early start was great the falcons obviously doing some unfortunate things like uh no nobody in the backfield and at the goal line and just some really weird play calls by arthur smith um in this one but there were some things that made it seem like it was a possibility that the falcons might be able to pull this out but one of the things that the Atlanta sports guys on the Friday show and just like how anyone who's watched every Falcons game this year, uh, be, like just understands is that like this was always inevitable. Like the Falcons are incapable of even keeping bad, keeping the games close when it's a good team. And the Niners are officially a good team. They're a playoff team. It would be pretty surprising to me if they don't make the playoffs. Um, 
they play up to their cut. They play bad teams really well. They're six and eight now. They don't play good teams well at all. They they get blown out like the Patriots, the Cowboys, um, now the Niners. Um, that's just kind of their mo. Um, it's better than what it was the last two years with Dan Quinn. But this team can beat the Panthers, but they don't really have a prayer of going four quarters against the Niners who played really well. Jimmy Garoppolo, no picks. And I think the Niners like seven and zero or something this year when uh, they don't uh, throw any interceptions. Um, your main guys were all involved, Debo and, and company, but um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a dominant effort. You dominated on the ground. Um, the early mistakes did not cripple you. And Matt Ryan just, I, I think the offensive line for Atlanta is just doing a bit at this point because it there it's just unbelievable how bad this offensive line has been protecting him all season long and the thing is and this is what's so frustrating about the falcons is that they've invested so many resources into the offensive line and it's just not working a lot of dudes just aren't jalen mayfield has just been an absolute train wreck and then you have on your side of things like that Kyle Rajinzik run into the end zone. Did you see that Trent Williams block that like freed him in for that touchdown run? It was just like yeah. Trent Williams is just an absolute monster. It's like, I don't even know what you're doing with that. Um, so it's just a tale of two very different teams going in two different directions at the moment, but good win for your Niners. And that is as classy as I'll be about the affair. Yeah. I mean, you know, the one thing that I saw that really kind of stood out in terms of like how the game went was uh, 33 pressures allowed from the Falcons and two from the 49ers. So obviously, you know, Matt Ryan not having a whole lot on this team, um, you know, you, you would expect. I mean, first off, when Russell Gage is getting 11 targets something's wrong no that's good russell gage is legitimately good and he, you know, he had a good he had a good game he really did but my point is just like you needed matt ryan to be able to like be comfortable and <laughs> 33 pressures so obviously not obviously not comfortable but i i the one thing i want to speak to here is jimmy garoppolo is continuing continuing to be on an absolute tear um absolutely got everybody involved you know jeff wilson 21 carries for 110 yards debo um, obviously getting, you know, six carries, 21, 29 yards and a touchdown while also catching the ball. Um, my favorite part of this game and the recent successes this offensive has had is we're finally like using George Kittle the way he needs to be used. Mm. Uh, he had the most targets this uh, this week in terms of reception goes. And I think that's how it needs to be. You know, Debo's an incredible uh, receiver and offensive weapon, and, and he's exciting and all that. But George Kittle is – you're a wide receiver one, and he needs to be treated as such. And I think they've learned that lately. Um, you know, there was a game where Debo was out, and I think that kind of helps. But George Kittle is absolutely the catalyst for offensive success. And I think if if you focus on him, then Brandon Ayuk can do their thing, then Debo can do his thing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The defense was good, too. Like, on the defensive side of things, like, I think your defense is officially back. You've been kind of dubious. No Brandon Sala. D'Amico Ryans has been up and down. But the defense, I think, looks pretty solid. I mean, three sacks, you know, uh, one of the sacks. Well, it should have been four, but the, one of the most ridiculous penalties of all time when Arden Key sacked Matt Ryan and they just called uh, a personal foul absolutely roughing the passer when all he did was literally just sack the quarterback. Um, but yeah, no, you know, I, I gotta say I wasn't 
all the way in on D'Amico, not necessarily because I didn't see the vision, which I did, but I just didn't know if a team in trans- was like really ready to like have a rookie defensive coordinator while they were kind of going for a big Super Bowl push. Uh, but, you know, it's working out. Having guys like Arden Key uh, play absolutely incredibly, you know, coming from a Raiders team that just didn't even want him. Nick Bosa is the greatest defensive player in the NFL currently, and I, I won't hear differently. I mean – absolute monster nick bosa is playing out of his mind right now so when you have the the defensive line playing like that it really makes it a lot easier on uh you know a defensive backs group that really is non-existent the safeties are playing very well but the corners are just you know you got josh norman and uh he is playing with a rookie ambry thomas next to him and it's just not good and every thomas is Literally the reason why Russell Gage went off. Mm. And, I mean, it is it is what it is. And Kyle Pitts still just, it's just everything's weird with him week to week. Super talented, going to be a great player for a long time. But I think uh, still learning some stuff. And Arthur Smith still getting more and more comfortable with this scheme. And also just like, the, I was surprised the Falcons, were, they struggled to run the football in this one. I think we only had like 60-something yards. Um, he Smith does not trust Mike Davis in the red zone for some reason. But... Um, I do have to ask you this question. Um, no fan bias, Evan, but do you think Cordero Patterson was short? When you saw mm. it in real time, do you think he was short? Yeah, you know, I really honestly wouldn't have. I wasn't mad with either call. Okay. I, pers- I personally was very happy with the short call, <laughs> um, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, you know... It, <laughs> What did you think? Because, I mean, the replay didn't exactly – it wasn't – you know, the replay didn't scream, oh, he's in. I mean, I thought he was in. I think it's that close. It's like, he's just in. What are we doing? And then that uh, changed a lot. But the Falcons, I mean, they did a lot of dumb stuff in the red zone that um, you cannot point everything there. But, like, starting at the 12 and doing what they did. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought thought he was in. But it happens. And it ultimately did not matter because the Falcons lost by three scores. So – not a whole lot else to take from this, but um, three turnovers on downs inside the San Francisco 10 is just uh, pretty preposterous. Just some yeah. some real great stuff. Re- really enjoying this Atlanta Falcons season, Evan. Yeah. It's been a lot it's, of fun. Uh, it, I think, that, you know, what's funny is like the Atlanta Falcons season is going almost exactly how we expected it to. You know, six and eight. Really not doing being able to do much doing the best that you just holding on for dear life. It's basically what we expected. Yeah. They're going to beat the Lions next week. And then they'll, I don't know if they'll beat the saints to like kick them out of the playoffs. Cause the saints have a really easy road to the playoffs. Um, weirdly enough, if you look at their schedule down the stretch here, um, and I was fiddling around with, uh, ESPN's awesome playoff machine, uh, app today. And that's, it's a real thing. Um, so we'll see if we have to watch Taysom Hill in a playoff game. That's a, Strong possibility unless the Falcons or another team knocked them off down the stretch here. But yeah, that's our team, our time. We we played each other, and I, I, I'm sorry that I was sick yesterday and was not able to tweet back and forth with you about it. Um, but I hope, uh, yeah, I hope you knew that I was still thinking about you and rooting against your happiness for the majority of your Sunday afternoon, Evan. You know, I honestly the. Uh... I don't know what it was because I didn't feel too good yes, you know, yesterday either. Uh, but I was just laying on my couch and I was trying to tweet, but like 
I think yesterday was the first time in my entire life where I was like, am I just tweeting like out of obligation? Mm. I was, I was really phoning it in. Like <laughs> I was just not feeling good. I was just laying on the couch. I had no interest on like going anywhere to watch the game. There's a street. That doesn't delay. sound like you at all. I was just like, I was just, I mean, I was just laying, laying down. Mm. So getting so much needed rest. Sounds like we're both under the weather right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it. A lot's going around right now. A lot of crud. It's the season. Yeah, a lot of crud. I just don't want to really leave the house for the next couple of weeks. Until, like this is. Uh, seems like it's just six central. Um, everywhere you go at the moment. Um, but yeah, there you go, um, Mr. Swords. Tonight there were two awful football games. The NFL had to put two on tonight. They have two tomorrow. Um, this is a complicated question, but. When you look at what's been going on with the league, and it's not even just the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, they're all doing their own different stuff. It's a mess all across the board, but it like the Browns losing an important playoff, potentially deciding game to the Raiders at home because they had to start Nick Mullinger and friend and had a bunch of dudes out and they fall there. Um, it's just the the Bears had a bunch of secondary people out and Kirk Cousins still struggled in this one and uh bears just had tons of people in protocol too i just what are we doing like this is something that like the brown i couldn't imagine like browns fans have have a right to be really annoyed about all of this and like this sucks and this is a a big thing and we're trying to make the playoffs and it's been a rough year and all that but man i don't know i don't have an answer for this uh across i do what is it what is your answer well, I mean, like, I am, you know, once again, a 49ers fan on this podcast. Mm. The 49ers have literally nobody with COVID right now. Mm. And, you know, that's not not on purpose. I, basically, everybody on the team is vaccinated except for one per- person. Uh, Kyle's been very, very, very brutally honest about how he expects everyone to act. Um, I think everyone understands what's at risk here. And I just don't think that Cleveland and – you know, Chicago and Minnesota. Like, I don't think that there is that same precedent. Oh no. You, okay. Like, I don't think that, that, that the Chicago bears are like, Oh, we, you know, we gotta be all in this. Cause if not, we're going to lose, you know, I don't, you know, you look at Antonio Brown who faked the vaccination card. Like that's the kind of guy, like that guy is just coming exist. back. I know, but that guy doesn't exist on the 49ers. Right. Like this is a very like, tight-knit team like i mean this is a team where they literally went out and drafted trey lance and you know when like the team genuinely loves jimmy and jimmy and trey are like really close and i think that's on purpose i think that's just you know i am one of the biggest kyle shanahan critics that you'll find sometimes i I am not afraid to to lay it we'll take him back if you don't want him when i say yeah no thank you um you know but I, I do think that, uh, he, you know, he has done a very good job of setting the, the, you know, setting the terms of we're trying to win a Super Bowl. We think we can do it this year. We need everyone on deck if we're going to do that. And, you know, if we can get Nick Bosa to get vaccinated, I don't want to hear anybody's complaints. You know what I'm saying? So I, I understand that there might become an, there might be a need for like the, you know, maybe the season to pause or. You know what? I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think so because the money is, you know, really what rules everything. But when you look at the 49ers and you realize that they are all vaccinated, they are, you know, following the rules and protocols perfectly. Like, 
you know, I hope they don't fuck with our. Excuse my language. I hope they don't screw with our language. Or oh my god, <laughs> let me try that again. I hope they don't mess with our season because they've earned it, right? They've earned the right to keep playing because they're doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know. I think we just got to get through these next couple of weeks and then get to get to January and later on in February. But I I don't know. It's it's been rough, and I just I would be so frustrated if I was a Browns fan tonight. I mean, do you even can you take anything away from the Raiders being the Browns, the Vikings limping their way through uh, the Bears? Because like, oh, poor Eric Thompson mentioned him on the pot again. But uh, I I said before I was like I think the the Vikings are a playoff team. I'd be pretty surprised if Zimmer doesn't keep this thing. Just good enough to get one of these late, uh, crappy wild card spots, but it looks like uh, that's where they're headed. Like, I'd be pretty surprised if the Vikings don't lift their way in. And then the Browns, like, I have no idea. It doesn't look good, though, because the Steelers get a dumb winning against the Titans yesterday and the Bengals right now. The Bengals! Hey, would you like to know a key difference between Justin Herbert, quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers, your guy, Justin Herbert, and my guy, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati? Would you like to guess what the fundamental difference is between those two quarterbacks right now is? Uh, one's like really good at quarterbacking and one's just good at quarterbacking. No, um, that is true with Joey. But so here's the key difference though, Evan, it's late on my end, but I, I, I still cognizant enough to, to do the math here to figure this out. Joe Burrow's first place in his division. It is December 21st and he is in first place atop the AFC North. Justin Herbert on the outside looking in against the number one overall seed, the Kansas City Chiefs. He can't slay the dragon. He can't slay Patrick Mahomes and that unit that is coming together in Kansas City. Joe Burrow, the AFC North, the bloodbath that is the AFC North, fighting the the stink that comes with being the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback and just being with that team and everything else and what he has to go through. Guess what? He fought all of that. He's doing it. He's great. Okay, okay, this is absurd, and you need to stop. Joe Burrow is playing against the 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 weekend at Bernie's version of Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, a Cleveland Browns team that is absolutely imploding, a Baltimore Ravens team who's just without their quarterback right now because he's been sick like three times this year. Like, I think his ankle now, though. I, I'm just saying, like he's literally like he's in a mess of a division while. Justin Herbert is playing in a division that True Lock. Uh, please. Raiders please. are no coach. The Raiders have been playing very well. Mm-hmm. The the Broncos are probably the worst team, obviously the worst team, but I mean they're playing in the same division as Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And it's not even close. If the Chargers go in with you know like a I I don't think a wild maybe a wild card. I don't know. They should be a wild card team. If you look at the schedule, like I'm telling you, I'm a I'm a playoff machine guy. I did it a lot today, and I don't see a like they'd have to really really implode. Yeah, if they're a, if they're a wild card, they're gonna absolutely throttle whatever team they play. I don't. I mean, a Titans you, maybe. Uh, they will they will destroy the Titans. Titans are just weird, man. They're hard to figure out. I don't know. No, they're not really, man. They're not really they're 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 a weird team that's not going to play well in a big game and I can promise that. I don't trust them either. I I don't know. The Chargers have all the talent. Like I'm a Chargers roster believer. I I don't know, but it is going to be kind of scary when you have the Bills, the Chargers, and the Colts looking like the three wild card teams potentially. But um, that's what the Chargers are up <laughs> against. So I don't I don't know. Like the Chargers are not a lock, um, but we'll see. We get we got a lot of a lot of football left. 
you know, a month left of football. Um, the 49ers play the Titans, and I'm actually very excited about that game because that's going to tell us. Your you best know, friend's a Titans fan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they play them on, uh, I think, isn't it the Thursday game? This week? Not this week, is it? Um, is there see. just a game every day now in the NFL? Are you just yeah. Yeah, they just... play Thursday. Goodness gracious. Um. Well, that should be fun. That should be fun. So, but that'll tell you a lot about what you need to know about the Titans, right? Because obviously the 49ers are red hot and rolling. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Bengals, I'm impressed that they've got eight wins. Mm. Uh, I can't say that enough. The fact that they've, they've won eight games already this season is impressive for me. Joe Burrow, he's a culture changer. Um, the Lions, though, they blew out the Cardinals yesterday. What do you... Do you, what it like? I obviously you you love to see it as a 49ers fan, but what can you pull from that? Are the Lions turning the corner a little bit? Are you concerned about the the cards now a little bit? Are you trusting them a little bit less? What do you what do you make of that one? Because that was the big stunner out of yesterday, I think. Oh, it absolutely was. You know, I'll tell you, my buddy um, who is a big 49ers fan was texting me, and he's just like. He's like the the Cardinals without Hopkins are this is the, this is the team that they are. Like he very much so believes that Hopkins is the X factor on that team that makes them you know go the way that they go. Um, but I think the Lions have been playing well all year long in terms of like you know they he's got them playing hard. They don't have the best roster. They certainly don't have the best quarterback. But you know they they still believe in Dan Campbell. And I think one game a year you're going to get that. Right where they the the Cardinals just weren't all there. They had some injuries, and you know they maybe didn't take it as seriously because it is the Lions. And you know sometimes you get punched in the mouth and you don't recover. And the Lions punched them in the mouth early. I mean they they went up two scores. It was ten to zero, and they never looked back. So it it was good as a Forty ers fan. It's definitely what I like to see. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens here down the stretch. I mean, the cards are in uncharted waters here. Like, they're the team to beat in the NFC. And if you want to be the Chiefs of the NFC and you want to, Kyler wants to be the Mahomes of the NFC and Kingsbury with the young Andy Reid and all that kind of stuff, then they're heavy as the crown. And I am curious to see how they respond. But the Lions also, Malcolm Hart of Pride Podcast came on uh, a couple weeks ago about this and he he just banged the drum. He's like, they're going to play the Cardinals hard, and I, it's going to be close at the end. And not only did they play them hard, they just beat the crap out of them. And, uh, you know, the Lions, they do this. They play up to their competition. They they play down. Like, we uh, we got the Lions this week, uh, the Falcons. The Falcons are going to beat them. And then the Cardinals are like, wow, what, what happened here? Because uh, the Falcons are absolutely beating the Detroit Lions this weekend. Um, but, yeah, there you go. Lions, great. Um so I think another big surprise of this weekend was, uh, I don't know how much you saw the Packers-Ravens game, but Tyler Huntley played really, really well, stepping in for uh, an injured Lamar Jackson. And he, I had two takeaways from this game, and Mike Renner of PFF had a really good tweet about this, of just like how different the Packers offense is with a healthy uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and you, that was apparent when watching this. But on the on the Ravens side of things like Huntley was really good uh I liked a lot from what I saw with Huntley it's kind of amazing that he was undrafted um he was he had a great career at Utah he's fun to watch there watched a lot of him at, with uh with the Utes but um I do think people are going a little 
out of their mind today when I was reading uh, some pieces on him and the tweets about how did this guy go undrafted and he could start for like half the league right now. What is his trade value? And I'm like, okay, it's one game. Let, let's let's calm down. Let let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. I, I think he's a really good backup. I think he could he's probably better than Taylor Heineke. He's better than Drew Locke. Um, but let's, let's not get carried away here. Like he's, he's good. Um, but that's also one game sample. Let's see. But if you're a Ravens fan, you feel good that Huntley performed that well. Um, and that you have this diamond in the rough, but I don't know. I, I, it's a wait and see, but, uh, from what you saw from Huntley in that Packers game, uh, what do you think? I mean, it's just a good thing to have, you know, Lamar, the way that he plays football, very aggressive style of play. It's a good you're, – you're always happy to have that type of backup that can come in and play well like that. Um, I don't know if you saw the clip of Harbaugh talking to his team about going for it. Um, I thought that was an incredible clip. Anybody that hasn't seen it should see, seek it out. Um, you know, you could tell that Harbaugh was already going to go for it on that play. Uh, but he came up to his team. He's like, what do you guys think? What do you want to do? He's like, we can kick it. We can go into overtime. I feel good about it. You know, I think we got him in overtime. Or we can go for it. And we go to win right now. What do you want to do? Um, and I love that. You know, I mean, I, I feel like we've been talking every week about Harbaugh going for two. I'm starting to wonder, like, why this keeps happening. <laughs> um, but, you know, I thought that was a really cool thing. Cool thing to happen. But it's just definitely in general. It is. It's good to have a good backup in the NFL. Um, and, you know, the the Ravens need one. For sure. For sure. Um, I wouldn't move him even if uh, some teams offer stuff this this offseason. I think uh, he's someone you want to keep around in that Greg Roman scheme. And um, I think that's probably part of it, too. Uh, very QB-friendly scheme. Um, but we'll see. And you know all about that Greg Roman style. Um, is Aaron Rodgers the leader uh, for MVP in your estimation? Or do you have a different... Like, who is your top three right now? You know, that is really... And interesting. This is a very weird year, mm. right? There's not a whole lot of players that come to mind when you think of MVP, right? Um, I th- I can think of a lot of players that I'm interested in for defensive player of the year mm. and offensive player of the year, but like MVP, yeah, I mean, I guess it's got to be Rodgers, right? They're 11 and three right now. Um, nobody really. No one else is really stepping up the plate, right? Josh Allen was kind of the guy we were thinking about might be in that. No. Um, Stafford's you know, out. Kyler Tom, missed too many games. Tom Brady just got blanked by the third time in his career, Saints. I think. Yeah. Just right? crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the most exciting MVP, um, but he definitely is to me one of the only viable options at this point. There really aren't a lot of great names. It's kind of like, you know, what's funny is college football had the same problem with Heisman this year. Is that like, there was no clear favorite and people are trying to make the point for like Jordan Davis out of Georgia or Will Anderson out of Alabama, but nobody knew where to go with the Heisman because there wasn't like just this one standout story, like the Burroughs and the Kylers and the, um, uh, Mac Jones. And it just, there wasn't that kind of guy that defined the season. And that just was the, the obvious answer there. Um, even Devonte Smith late. And I, I don't know there wasn't that guy. Um, I think you have to, and this isn't even just like a, a Homer thing with me, but I think if the Bengals win the AFC North, like Joe Burrow deserves serious, serious consideration. Um, Absolutely not. Okay. Well, he does. And then serious Jonathan, consideration. No. Yes. 
getting the Bengals at this early in this roster, if you look at the Bengals roster and just what he's done, and if he can do this, he pulls off the AFC North. Uh, I am not excited about Aaron Rodgers even a little bit, but mm-hmm. he is still leagues above uh, Joe Burrow for M- MVP. Well, it also just depends on how you define MVP. Like, maybe that's just the – like, it, it feels kind of obvious, like, that Aaron Rodgers is the leader in the clubhouse at this point, but he's also got a good supporting cast. Um, he's got a better supporting cast than Joe Burrow for sure. Um, and then the the non-quarterback answer, I guess, is like Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolous because it's not like Carson Wentz is carrying yeah. this team to the playoffs. And Jonathan Taylor is just a, a madman. He's he's fun to watch. And Titans fans are get get really upset about this because it's like, oh, well, this is what Derrick Henry's been doing for years. It's like, well, you can't blame Jonathan Taylor for stuff that happened with Derrick Henry. Like, both are awesome and just rare, rare running back talents. But um, Yeah, no, Jonathan Taylor, I think, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, those are people that probably won't get into the conversation but absolutely deserve to be in the conversation. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor is probably the one that has the best chance of, of coming out from there. What about Chiquisky Tart? Is he, is he in there? <laughs> no, but he had a great game today. Uh, not according to PFF, which upset him. Yeah. He wasn't a fan. How many players now in the locker room just immediately check PFF and see what, how they got graded? Like, well, Jaquiski Tart in general, this is obviously not something a lot of people would expect to know, right? Um, but he has been doing like trying to do a better job of like you know being on social media, being active to like you know to like get his name out there in terms of like marketing as a player and stuff because I don't think he does a good enough job doing that. Mm. Um, so he recently has been like reading Twitter more. <laughs> Isn't that weird to think about, like, if you use some athlete or someone's name, like, they are literally checking their name and they they might see your tweet. You never know who's Uh name searching. Um, That's just the the way it goes sometimes. Um, How upset would you be if the the Saints make the playoffs? I mean, I'd love for the Saints to make the playoffs. Just one team team in the NFC that I – one team in the playoffs that I don't have to worry about losing to. You're not a little bit worried about that defense? Not at all. Okay. Absolutely not. The Niners would destroy the Saints. Hmm. Okay. Taysom Hill. Wait, who do you scare? Wait, so who scares you the most in the NFC at this point as a Niners fan? Who scares you the most? Who do you think that you would not be favored against or you would go into it? You're like, I don't think. Well, I mean, obviously you got to look at defenses, right? So Mm -hmm. the defenses scare me the most. Um, Tampa's defense scares me, but Tom does not. Um, you know, honestly, like I don't mean to be a homer, and the Niners are just starting to really get get going. And if the you know if Emmanuel Mosley comes back at the corner position, we get a little bit more of uh, you know a little bit more going on at the corner position. There's honestly not a lot of teams. I think the Cowboys probably are really the only real answer. Packers, um, but I'm not scared of the Buccaneers at all. And I mean, I really do think this. I think the 49ers. I mean. Adam Adam Rank of the NFL Network just just the other yesterday I believe was like or even maybe today was saying that he has them as uh, the team to beat in the NFC and I I don't disagree. The Cowboys are weird though because they've had a really some weird losses, but you know when they when the Cowboys are running on all cylinders they're like the best one of the best teams in the NFL. Mm. Okay, I don't know. I, I just it's hard for me to say. Like it's interesting that you didn't even throw the Cardinals in there because like. It feels like to me that we're headed towards a Cardinals Chiefs Super Bowl, but um, 
we'll see. I don't know. It's uh, still a lot to be decided uh, to this point. I don't have a good feeling about really anybody, I guess, at uh, the present time. I guess I feel pretty good about the Chiefs that they figured everything out, (laughs) which is uh, great that the Chiefs have figured it all out and are back on track. But um, they're the only ones I really feel like, oh, this AFC is pretty, pretty, pretty lackluster at the moment. And with the Bills really coming down, the Pats uh, really struggling on Saturday. The AFC North just being what it is now and Lamar being down. I I don't know. The path to the Chiefs getting back to the Super Bowl is pretty pretty simple when you look at it, but the NFC is just a jumbled mess, and you can make the case for, for a lot of different teams coming out of the NFC, including uh, your Niners. Um, do you think that was a blip, though, with the Pats on Saturday, or do you think uh, there are some real problems that the, the Colts exposed? Um. I don't know if I'd say there's real problems that the Colts expose, but I would definitely say, you know, the Patriots team has been playing above par for this season because they have an incredible coach and a, a quarterback that's limiting mistakes. Um, they're still a team trying to get back to that Super Bowl contention type team. Uh, I think they've been punching above, you know, punching above their weight class for a bit now. So when they lose to the Colts, I wouldn't say it's surprising. Um, but you know, it's, it's Bill Belichick, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, you never count out Bill Belichick. He's especially when he's now got a team. Yeah. What's interesting to me that I can't stop thinking about is like mm. the Niners have three games this year that to me, they have no business losing. Mm. They, sh- they should have not have lost to the Cardinals both times. One with Colt McCoy and they shouldn't have lost to the Seahawks. Um, and now we're looking at you know a team that they could they could have been eleven wins right now. You can't go and in more games. I know. I, I all three games I went to, they lost. Yeah, um, and then you're sick, chilling on the couch, not tweeting, and look, you take care of my Falcons. Right. So lesson I, learned. I, I, I think. I a swear lot to God, Evan, if I see you out again, I'm blowing up your phone. Go home. It's not the worst idea. I mean, I'm literally I'm, I'm thinking about it. Though. Like, imagine if the Niners had ten wins right now. Or 11 with mm-hmm. how well Jimmy's been playing. Like, I just think that, like, the people, the conversation would be very dominant 49ers if they hadn't have screwed up those two wins. And now that they have this momentum that's, I think, kind of like flying under the radar because, you know, they don't, they're an eight win team. Yeah. Happy for you. I'm happy for you, Evan. Um, now is the time though for you to, for you to shine. I think it's uh, time for, so uh, I was almost going to say it. Sword says two minute hot take urban Meyer gone from Jacksonville. I don't know if I have the energy for a two minute hot take with how, mm. how sick I feel. But what right. I will say is I am so glad that urban Meyer, Meyer is out of the, out of the league. Mm. I think today was a great, great, great example of how scummy he is where, you know, he was saying, Oh, the leaks, there's leaks, these leaks, there's leaks. Uh, you can't trust these leaks about kicking whatever uh, the kick, you know, what's, what's his Josh name? The Lambeau. Kicker? Josh Lambeau. And then today his camp like leaked out that the, the kick wasn't even that hard. It, he's just, he is, he's a used car salesman. He is, he is a person that will lie at any moment for any reason, if it'll better himself. Uh, and he is a scumbag and I'm just glad he's fired. I don't know if that was a two minutes, but that was close. I will say the one thing, the one thing I'll say about like, I maybe not in a negative light is that 
I think it will. It's also weird that like he didn't adapt. Like he has this very old school coaching style and the stuff that just does not work, especially with grown men. And and Urban was not well equipped to coach grown men. That much is obviously clear um, from this year. Um, Probably should have been coaching college kids uh, the last couple of years. Urban Meyer, though, still the second best college football coach of all time. Um, And then people went way too far on the Urban stuff of late where it's like, okay, there's a lot to uh, unpack here. And he is a complicated, complicated story and figure. And this is an awful ending. One of the worst uh, NFL coaching runs of all time. Um, Obviously a disaster. Probably won't ever coach again. Whatever. He's still the second best college football coach of all time. And he won everywhere. Like he, he won with Alex Smith at Utah. He built that. He built Bowling Green, won at Florida, um, coached the best quarterback maybe in college football history, and then immediately won at Ohio State, brought them back, left the program in good shape with Ryan Day taking over. Like it's just it it's all very complicated. But the one thing I will say, and like having talked to coaches and younger coaches at the high school level and things like that, the one thing that is true. And this is something that you're seeing a lot more in college, especially. Um, coaching is way more difficult. Um, and the coaching style has changed. And I think coaches have had to adapt. And the good ones do. Um, and the some don't. Urban did not adapt. Bill Belichick adapted. Um, Andy Reid, he's not a young coach. He's adapted. They're, Coughlin, Tom Coughlin, actually, did not adapt to the change in how uh, coaching should be in the modern game. And you either adapt or you you fall off. And it's happened really quick, kind of like with technology in our society of just how quickly things change um, from, from year to year versus what it was for a 30-year stretch. Um, it's it's all happening very fast. Coaches are frustrated because there is a lot more to it. Like, um, Not to go down a huge rabbit hole here, but I do think a lot of coaches are frustrated with how to do this because I think what they grew up learning and things like that, this isn't even just about Meyer. It's just about coaches in general who've got into this profession um, not even that long ago and just seeing how much it's changed and how it's just all different and players' views and how they want to be treated and how they want to be used and how they want to be portrayed and like how they want their socials to look, how they want to be promoted, how they want to cut like the they want promises and like if i come to this program i want to do this can you promise this and if i don't that i can dip but i could also dip without telling you and there's all this stuff like coaching does not like every coach i talk to has less fun now being a coach than they used to um so i don't know what to make of all of that but i do think it is significantly more difficult to be a coach now than ever it doesn't seem like a fun job and urban was obviously awful at it and did a lot of horrible stuff and made horrible personnel choices and it this that and the other but he was also the second best college football coach of all time and just a an insane person uh when it came uh to coaching especially late in his career so i don't know man it's just a lot to unpack it is but i mean you, i mean you hit the nail on the head with everything you just said there I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts. I, I might write about it one day, but it's just, um, I don't know. Very weird. Very weird. But I'm interested to see where Jacksonville goes. Byron Leftwich makes a lot of sense there. Um, I don't know. And it's an opportunity to coach Trevor I, I, Lawrence. Jacksonville just can't do a rookie head coach. Mm, I don't think that matters. I would love for them. Why does that matter? Sean McVay was a rookie Cal- head coach. It doesn't Jim matter. Caldwell. Huh? 
Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell, I think, would be a great option. I would agree. But I don't think it, there's anything wrong with going Ricky head coach. I don't think you, you should operate like that. Well, I don't I don't think that Brian Byron left. You hired a Ricky head coach. I don't think that Byron Leftwich has the same juice that McVay and Shanahan and these guys have. Why not? He just coached the – what? he just won the Super Bowl. Listen, man, Tom Brady – is Tom Brady like? Mm-hmm. I'm not. You listen. I'm not. This is nothing against Leftwich, but like Adam Gase won a Super Bowl, brother. Yeah, John Harbaugh, first time coach, won a Super Bowl, Baltimore. No, but my point is, Adam Gase, Mike won Tomlin the, won, won a Super, the Bowl. Super Bowl. Adam Gase won the Super Bowl as a coordinator because of Peyton Manning. I, I get that, but what I'm saying is, I don't think you, the the premise should be uh, you can't go first time coach because it didn't work. Uh, or it's more of a risk because you don't know you're getting there. Uh, well, I'm saying that after you go Urban Meyer, what, so, so there's context. Let's say all. Mm. Let's say I put it all on the table. Right. When you just went through what you went through with Trevor Lawrence, who's one of the most impressive rookie quarterbacks, talent-wise, in a long time, mm. you cannot gamble screwing this up again. Yeah. You've already done too much damage with hiring Urban Meyer. You got to bring in Bill O'Brien. You don't have. You don't have the luxury to go with a risk in a quarterback or in a coach. You need something solid. And that's what I'm saying. Like if there was a Sean McVay, you know, who was just so clearly like just lighting things up as a coordinator and, you know, so was Kyle. I don't know, man. Hmm. We'll see. I, I, I just I said it in the first place. The whole reason Tampa, the whole reason why I, on this podcast, why I wasn't wasn't really uh, rooting for Trevor Lawrence to be the breakout quarterback this year is like they hired Urban Meyer and the, the organization is a mess. You need some kind of stability. Yeah, I would agree. But we'll see. I mean, your guy Trent Balky better not keep his job either. Like that's another. He is thing. absolutely terrible. But that's the thing you have to worry about if you're a Jags fan. Does he stick around um, and hire the next coach? Is Trent Balky going to hire the next coach? We'll see. Um, hope not. Hope they do a clean the clean the house situation. Um, but we'll we'll see. Um, are you ready to do our week sixteen picks, Mister Swords? I could be. <laughs> I know we're here. All righty. Is that your accent? What what was that? Was that Brit? Was that uh, Australian? Yeah, it was just uh, kind of a. Can you do accents? Not really. Actually, I'm pretty bad at them. Does is there a Oregon accent? Is there something where you would it, no, when you meet Oregon other people? Is just like super white. <laughs> just like very run of the mill, like milk toast, Greek <laughs> yogurt, white. Hi, how are you? No. Uh, the only <laughs> accents I could do is like kind of like uh, I could do some presidents and uh, some country stuff. Presidents? Like who? I mean, I'm not going to do them on here. Like, I got to hear the country one then. I, as someone who's lived in the South his whole life, I need to hear the country. <laughs> I need to hear what. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm mentally in. I, I mean, I'm pretty sick right now. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a cop out. It sounds like you're. My, my point is like, yeah, like I, ha- I have a. Uh, a, a deeper, a deeper voice. <laughs> like it, it, it's, it's definitely not going to be like, uh, like a boy band. <laughs> but uh, 
Uh, yeah, and uh, and and if you ask Hillary uh, <laughs> any any questions about me, uh, I swear to God, no. Um, sorry, but no, but um, I do have these scores up. Oh my God! Uh, I use. We should be sick on a podcast more often. Who knows where these pods will go? I'm losing my mind. Okay. Week week 16. We are Mm. almost done. And it is starting out the 49ers. Uh, Give me the Titans here. Short week. Uh, Titans had a bad loss. They're at home here. I will stab you. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Titans bounce Uh, back here. uh, You know, the Titans do have a decent chance. um, But I just still think with no running game, and uh, you know, they are going to be getting AJ Brown back. They're getting AJ Brown back, which is going to be a bit well. Potentially they are, um, but I, yeah, I think the Niners, the the defense is just flying right now. So okay, uh, Browns and Packers. Hopefully a healthy Browns, but this is Saturday, man. They're playing Monday and then Saturday. Uh, Packers here. Uh, Browns fall to what five hundred now. They're out of the playoffs. It's over, man. The Packers fighting for that number one seed with the uh, the Cards. Oh, I'm assuming you're taking the Packers. Yes, I'm taking the Packers. A game I'm interested in because I hope that they can win, but I don't see them winning. The Colts and the Cardinals. I got the Colts because I need them to win, but what do you think? No, Cardinals. I, I don't think the, the Colts can score enough. And Carson Wentz looked bad on Saturday. Uh, yeah. This is not – like I, I don't think the Cardinals lose back-to-back here. You, you can't lose the Colts and the Lions back-to-back weeks and you're trying to be a number one seed. And, and then Falcons and Lions. Oh, lock. This is the lock of the week. The Falcons are being the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Just go ahead and lock that one in, folks. Uh, the Vikings look terrible tonight. Mm. Uh, and they play the Rams. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the Rams. What about you? Yeah. Wait, what is their record right now? Are they 7-8? and eight? Yeah. Yes. Carson Wentz. Or not Carson Wentz. Uh Kirk Cousins, same person. 7-7, uh, seven and seven, excuse me. 88 yards tonight. Did you see that pick deep where no yeah. one was there? Like, what was that? I, I don't even – I still don't understand what that was. I, I'm going to watch the All-22 tomorrow on on that uh, series and see what he was looking at because I, I don't understand what happened there. Um, no, the 7-7. Seven and seven, The Vikings are making the playoffs, but I think they, they lose this one. So give me, give me the Rams. All right. All right, yeah. I'm, once again, I'm taking them. Uh, Jaguars and Jets, a game oh, no one wants to watch. But there is some interest there. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, top two quarterbacks taken. See how they fare as they wrap up the end. It, it, I, I'm going to root. I'm going to take the Jaguars just because I like the idea of them trying to play, try to get a win before the season over. Now that Urban's gone, playing for Darren Bevel. What, what do you think, though? I think the Jets win this one. We have a lot of games this week that we're uh, split on. Uh, Giants and Eagles, another game that nobody cares about. Uh, Jake Fromm's getting the start, I think, who looked okay late for for the Giants. Daniel Jones out for the year now with his neck. Weird offseason on the the horizon for New York. I'm curious to see what they do. Another team that should clean house. Um, But give me me the Eagles here. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm going to be taking the Eagles as well. Not a game I'll be paying attention to, though. Uh, Bills and Patriots, an interesting division game. What do you got? This is a big-time game. Uh, the Bills got to get back on track, man. They have just fallen off a cliff. Um, Josh Allen's MVP stuff's way gone. This is soft team. Uh, go long TD. Tyler Dunn, who 
great NFL writer. He covers the the Bills extensively, and his pieces on them all year have been spot on. Um, I don't know. I'm not a Bills believer. I think they're just kind of average this year. There's just something off with this group. Um, give me the Pats to bounce back here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills, hoping that they do bounce back here. But, it, yeah, I don't feel too good about the Patriots losing twice in a row. Um, Ravens and Bengals. Man, a lot of good 1 o'clock another, games. Yeah, another good division game. Uh, this is big. Bengals want to win the division. If they really want to be serious about this, they have to win this game. This might decide the division, in all honesty. This is where uh, Joe Burrow locks up that MVP, huh? Oh, give me the Bengals. Let me ride and die down the stretch here with Cincinnati. Who day? Awesome. I'll say who day. I won't say who that. All right. And now we will have. Oh, by the way, I will be uh, taking the Ravens just out of spite. <laughs> um, Chargers and Texans. Well, Texans for me then, sir. No, I'm, no. I'm not doing that. I, I can't do that. Yeah. The Chargers are winning this game. Up. And then the Buccaneers and Panthers. I oh. think the Bucks are going to win this game. Panthers didn't even have a kicker last week. That, those pictures uh, or yeah, that pictures and videos of them kicking off. Oh, my God. It's it's dire in Carolina. Um, yeah, no, the Bucks bounce back in this one. But Chris Godwin out for the year. That's a brutal blow for them. Yep, it is. It really is. But they got Mike Evans and Antonio Browns coming back, so... I don't know, man. I just I don't get a good vibe about this Bucks team this year. I don't like their chances of repeating. The NFC is too tough. They were in the Speaking AFC. Of, mm. So the <laughs> NFC is too tough, but not this NFC. Bears and Seahawks. <sighs> Seahawks win again. So what? 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 Where are the Seahawks at after this? They're nowhere near. <laughs> are we sure they can't make the playoffs? Yes. How sure are we? Because they are not going to have a better record than the Niners, the Rams, or the Colts. Uh, sir, they won two straight here. One, two straight. Still two and four at home. When was the last time the Seahawks had a, this bad of a record at home this late in the year? That's preposterous. Um, I don't know. Can't count them out. They, they're only two back from you. Two and a half back in the win column? Yeah, they're not. They're not. Anyway, I'm taking the Seahawks here because I just don't think that anybody's the Bears are going to win. Mm. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, give me the Seahawks, yeah. All right, Broncos, Raiders. I'll go Raiders, but the, both of these teams mean nothing to me. God, Raiders, and then they're 500? I don't know. Yeah, that's... I hope they don't make the playoffs. Uh, Raiders. And then uh, the Steelers and Chiefs. Hmm. This is going to be sneaky, close, and ugly, and I don't want it to be sneaky, close, and ugly, but the Chiefs have an opportunity to really get the Steelers out of here because another team I don't want to see in the playoffs is Ben Roethlisberger uh, finding a way into the wild card game. So right. do your job, Kansas City. Okay, and then let's see. Will this ever end? Washington and the Cowboys. Cowboys going to win this. I would not be surprised if it's a game. I think it's a game. game. Yeah, I would not be surprised either. Um, give me the Cowboys, but I don't feel great about it. I don't either. I hope they lose. <laughs> uh, and the Dolphins and Saints. This is going to be great. I am excited for this. This is going to be a weird Monday Night Football game. I will not be watching. The Dolphins are on a hot streak right now. They're they're right there in the playoff mix. The tie, the Saints are in the playoff mix. Both teams need this win big time. I am yep. going to go Dolphins, but I would not be surprised if the Saints win this one too. 
All right, all right, all right. And then I will be taking uh, the Dolphins just for fun, I guess. I don't really know. Are you a big um, Dolphin guy? Not much. In fact, okay. I wish I, I wish we lived in a world where the Miami Dolphins were a good football team. I have a couple teams. Like no, I the meant Bears. the animal. I, I just meant the animal. Oh, big dolphin animal. Yeah, I, yeah, I okay. am. What's your favorite animal? My favorite animal? Mm-hmm. The dog. Okay. If I can't go dog... No. I gotta say red panda. Okay. There's a lot of cool ones in the Central Park Zoo. Um, red pandas is not a bad answer. What would you guess mine is? You? I don't know, like a, like a horse. <laughs> what? Or like, or like a, a sloth. Like some just real chill, doesn't do much. Is that the country accent coming out? No, that's like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's that guy? Sam, uh, I can't think of him. I have no idea who you're talking about. Sam, Sam Hilly. <laughs> you never, you never heard of Sam, Sam Elliott. Oh, Sam Elliott. Huge, yes. Huge yes. Mustache. Okay. Yes. I know who Sam Elliott is. Yes. Okay. I get what you're doing now. Sam, Sam Elliott. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, from Roadhouse. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my um, God. No, it's an owl, by the way. Is it an owl? Yeah, I would. I bet it was an owl. Like, have you ever done those uh, leadership tests or whatever? Like, what type of animal are you? Yeah, I'm not a leader, so probably an owl or something like. Yeah, like an owl or a peacock or a yeah, an eagle or something. Yeah, you're. I have no interest in leading. I'm not a leader whatsoever. Leading has never been a thing to me. I don't like leading other people. I like doing my own thing, and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm more of a do my own thing and worry about my business stuff, and that's kind of how owls are. Yeah, I've gotten owls on quizzes and stuff. You're like a capybara. <laughs> no, no, those are too hot. They're too happy. Whoa. I'm not sad. You're not sad, but you're, I mean, they're like overtly happy. Yeah, I'm not overtly happy. I'm pretty chill. It's just, there's good, there's bad, there's, you know, I'm a moment by moment person. Uh, embrace the mundane. It's a big thing for me. I embrace the day to day. Get as much done as you possibly can each day, but enjoy doing it. Enjoy the grind. Uh, well, hey, man, I hope you feel better. The meds are kicking uh, in, man. The ster- I'm telling you, the steroid in the butt uh, with the sinus and ear infection is incredible. It, it turns your day around. Inflammation goes down. You feel like a different person. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm now, like, all in. I kind of want to get cortisone shots in my knee and stuff. I want to see what all that does. feels like a, a whole new thing. Have you ever gotten cortisone shots or anything? Mm, I, yeah, I got a cortisone shot in my shoulder once. Okay. Hmm. Uh, is this to, is this affecting your workout schedule? You being sick? Yeah. I well, I mean, I I can't go to the gym right now just because I I might have COVID, so I gotta oh, go get yeah. tested before I go run around and be around people. I'm obviously vaccinated, but yeah, you know, just gotta make sure. Godspeed. Godspeed. Uh, well, hope the the tests come back negative this week, Mr. Swords, and you continue to stay safe and start to feel better as well, my friend. We can find you on Twitter.com at Burner underscore swords, Rejet 49 or sub, so go check out the good folks over there. And Evan, you know what I'm going to ask as we, we wrap up here on this late, late edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast with Mr. Evan Swords. What are the people there? I'm, I'm going to say this on the other. I'm going to flip, flip the coin here. Rather than this being about 
um, Chase, I'm going to make this about me. I don't feel good. I don't want to have to go on a rant. So because I don't feel good, just go give it a five-star review. Don't make me, you know, do the song and dance. Don't make me do that. I don't feel good. Just go do it. Thank you. I like it. Evan Swords, I'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.